Thank you to our sponsor, the Open Society Foundations, an organization that works to build vibrant and inclusive societies whose governments are accountable and open to the participation of all people. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Tell Black Stories podcast. I'm your host, Rashid Shabazz, Chief Marketing and Storytelling Officer at Color of Change. The Hashtag Tell Black Stories podcast was created as an extension of Color of Change Hollywood, an initiative changing the rules in Hollywood, ensuring accurate, diverse, empathetic, and human portrayals of Black people on television and throughout the media landscape. We're here today live from the 8th Annual Black Star Film Festival in Philadelphia, Black Star is an annual celebration of the visual and storytelling traditions of the African diaspora and of global communities of color showcasing films by black, brown, and indigenous people from around the world. Today I'm here with my sister, my friend, the founder and director of Black Star Film Festival, the queen, Maori <laughs> Holmes. <laughs> Maori, welcome to Hashtag Tell Black Stories podcast. Thank you. Beyond being the founder and director of Black Star Film Festival, which by itself, Maori has laid down a solid legacy and contribution for the culture for us and by us. She is also a filmmaker, artist, producer, lecturer, and cultural worker with an MFA from Temple University and a BA from American University. She is from Los Angeles, but Philly has claimed her as their own. <laughs> There is so much I can say about Maori, but I want to just open up with saying thank you for loving us, Maori, and for showering this community with love for eight plus years. Congratulations and welcome to Hashtag Tell Black Stories podcast. We are humbled and honored to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. Here we are, eight years at Black Star. In the Lukumi or Santeria practice, this is the Risha Obatala. His or her number is eight. It is believed that Obatala is the Orisha of wisdom and patience. I'm sure you've gained much in eight <laughs> years. Um, it's hard to believe um, something that you had a vision for has come this far, and I know we'll go a lot further. Can you share for those who may not know the origin story of Black Star Film Festival? <laughs> well, first, thank you so much, Rashid, for having me on the show, and also thank you for your support personally and through Color of Change. Um, it's been really amazing to have your partnership this year in particular because we've just been able to um, grow. This is our biggest year in so many ways. And um, the origin story, I mean, it's really, um, I'm always trying to figure out a short way to say it. <laughs> um, so I got an MFA, studied film, was not planning to become a programmer or a curator. Um, but I started a, a women's film festival back in 2007. And that was after having my film on a festival circuit and wanting to create something like that in Philly. Um, that was the Black Lily Film and Music Festival that we did for two years. And then when the stock market crashed, it was kind of just hard to keep going, so we stopped. But people were asking me to program here and there. So um, I programmed for a couple of years, and then in 2012, I had this idea to do one day. I thought it was going to be a micro festival. <laughs> um, I was imagining it was a day and a half um, of many disciplines, but celebrating the African diaspora, thinking about Black August, thinking about um, all these independences or 50th um, anniversaries that were happening that summer. And um, before I, I started with film, because that's kind of one of my primary wheelhouses, and when I started looking at what hadn't played in Philadelphia, I had 30 films, and then I had 40 films, and I was like, oh, this is a festival. And so we started off that first year with um, all curated um, films, but we had a, a full festival. 
Wow. Well, congratulations. What's, what's amazing you. to me when I come to Black Star are the people who have been coming the whole time mm -hmm. and just the growth of it. I'm, I'm sure it's amazing for them as well. Yeah. Color Change has been working for some time now to build power for Black creatives and our partners in Hollywood to change the rules of the industry and shift the system. Some may feel that Hollywood will or may never change given its origins. I mean, here we are on the eve of the 400th anniversary of enslaved Africans being brought here. And I always tell people that in film and in Black people, when we see a person like Trump in the White House espousing racist rhetoric or providing cover to white supremacists, and white nationalists, that he is following a direct line of Woodrow Wilson that screened the film Birth of a Nation in the White House in 1915. Mm. The first film screened in the White House was a racist ad in support of racial terror and white supremacy. Given the history of Hollywood, do you believe we can change it? Should that be the goal? Is that just part of it? And if it isn't the goal, as a visionary doing what you do, what do you think we should be doing? <laughs> <laughs> I have the answers. Um, what comes up for me immediately is that the way that the printing press and the distribution of books widely, you know, changed the 18th century. I really think that films have changed the 20th and will continue to change the 21st, like media in general. People still read. We, I'm not saying people don't read, but the way that um, film and video hits you because it's visual. You're getting, you know, drama. So you're getting hit with like emotional, social, psycho, you know, all these things. You're hearing something. Um, it is like a full-on assault. And the further we move into 4D culture, there'll be smell. There'll be, you know, you'll be able to feel wet. You'll be able to feel the air and all these things. So it's going to become a more and more immersive experience. Um, so I say all of that to say that that's how culture gets shaped how we see things. And it's come up on a number of panels just in the last two days, the power of the Cosby show, right? The power of a different world, the power of seeing, um, I have many friends from Africa, from different countries on the continent who saw um, coming to America, to America and how it changed them, you know? And so thinking about these things that seem innocuous and like it's always popular culture, it doesn't mean anything, but it really shapes how people see themselves and how they move in the world. And even more so how people see others. Um, it's incredibly powerful. And so just to kind of sort of wrap that up, um, Hollywood has to change. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy because it is also obviously a huge economic um, it's a huge industry with a lot of economics at play um, and completely beholden to capitalist forces. Because it shapes so much, you know, even thinking about how Birth of a Nation set us up, um, we have to be vigilant about changing things. And we have. I mean, we've seen a lot of change in the television space. And, um, you know, I think we're continuing to see the smaller changes in the film space, which really just only take time because of the economics at play. What I'm so excited about is just the power of Black Star as an intervention into that. Can you talk a little bit about how you see Black Star, ex I guess, intervening in that process you described? Sure. Um, well, Black Star for me initially was kind of like a curatorial project. I was interested in films that hadn't shown in Philadelphia specifically, but then after we realized the first year how many other people were, it wasn't just about Philly, like this became very early on um, an international kind of like this little hub um, of work that is experimental, that is political, 
that is intersectional, you know. And so maintaining that space for me has been important so that people knew they weren't alone in looking for that work, in finding artists who were making it. So the artists knew that there were other people, you know, that they could meet who were making it. Um, the very first year, we had a number of people attend who had been following each other on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, that's you, you know, Terrence Nance. That's you, <laughs> Noitama Bodomo, you know? And so what we've seen now in those eight years is that folks have really connected and collaborated. And now we have films that come back that people, there's a, a music video in the festival this year, BGM, where the directors, the co-directors met at Blackstar. There's been a number of filmmakers who met their DPs here. People have met producers here. And not like in a market sense, in a very much like, oh, you were thinking that, I was thinking, you know, like next to each other and sharing ideas. And so I, I think that there's been an intervention on that level of fostering community. Um, and then also just giving an alternative space to um, the dominant sort of Hollywood industry. Um, because a lot of those films um, can be subversive. I'm not, I, don't, I think a lot is happening in the Hollywood space um, that is really incredible. Um, but there's, it's, you can just do more quickly independent space. And so giving a platform for people to see that work is, is what we're trying to do. What I, what I also love is the fact that people see value who've come through Blackstar, the alumni, the folks like Terrence Nance, others mm -hmm. have come back and contributed in that you get to often premiere things here mm -hmm. that have not even been premiered yet, that people see value in this space enough yeah. to say, we're gonna do it at Blackstar. Yeah. So congratulations on that Thank as you. well. I'm sorry I did not come to the earlier Black Stars. <laughs> um, I feel like I've missed out, um, um, but I'm a late convert, um, but partly because of my own work and schedule. But since last year, uh, where I had a chance to be in conversation with Bradford Young, and thank you for that opportunity, I have looked forward to coming here. It's, it's really, it's one of the few Black spaces where I feel I'm at home. Uh, there's family reunion, as some people have said mm -hmm. it, uh, with my kin, people who believe what I believe, feel what I feel, and think what I think. I feel belonging or feeling welcomed is so important to building community. How have you kept the intentionality of building community central to the festival as you have continued to grow as you were talking about it? I think some of that is because my professional work has been in public relations and public engagement, right? So I'm always thinking about, um, and even like earlier, I worked in retail, you know, and so I think I'm always thinking about um, other people's user experience of something. Um, and then also, I was raised going to cultural festivals all over the East Coast and in the West Coast as well and in the South. And I know what those spaces meant for me and how they shaped my worldview. And so that's part of the formula of building out, um, you know, just like a cultural hub and thinking about, I started college at Howard and I know what homecoming and yard fest in the spring felt like and wanting to have people be able to connect on the yard in a sense, you know? And um, there's people who work with me who all have full-time jobs and partners and children and pets and, you know, dedicate extra time every week, every weekend. And then this whole, you know, this week, of the festival, um, they're all like solid folks, you know? And I think we're all thinking about how do we keep, you know, kind of like social justice values and making sure people feel comfortable and that it's accessible and uh, it's not perfect. We still have so much to learn. Um, but I think that we're just trying to um, 
I think we all, or I'll speak for myself, but it feels like something that we have to take care of. And that includes like the entire community and particularly the filmmakers. Um, and so I guess because we're sort of treating it in that way, um, I hope that that's what's rippling out to other folks. You know what, what I appreciate in what you just shared, last night when I was at the, the screening of Hip Hop Songs That Shook the World and just the, the new project that Eric Parker and One Nine and Questlove and um, you know Black Thought are working on, about to roll out. The first episode, which again, you screened here, um, which was about Kanye and Jesus Walk. One of the moments that stood out, and this is only a Black Star Philly moment, <laughs> was when the woman came up to the mic and was like, I used to listen to, you know, um, Questlove Mayor, like in his house, mm -hmm. at, in his basement, just come up as he's drumming mm -hmm. and just listening and knowing how much he's put in um, to get where he's at. And what I appreciate what you just shared is I've always, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, Mayori is so amazing. How does she, there's a gift for those who can do this effectively. Mm -hmm. And just what you shared about going to festivals with your mom or going across the country and just seeing and absorbing and just your background. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think it's important for people to know, like you just don't roll, roll out the bed no. and just put together a <laughs> festival. Right. It's not that simple. Um, and thank you for all you do. Thank you. Um, Rashad Robinson, our president at Color Change, talks about the need to build a narrative infrastructure to drive the kind of immersion of our ideas into a larger public psyche if we want to change minds and change behavior. We know that empathy is not enough because we have done that, but proliferation of stories and ideas that reinforce ideas can over time shift conversation and in turn shift behavior and policies in our lives. Black Star is helping build that infrastructure, in my opinion for black creatives and other brown indigenous people. What do you feel is needed to create what you're envisioning for, festival, for the festival? Where do you see Black Star in 2021, which will be the 10th <laughs> year? And where do you see it in 2026? I mean, the, the simple answer is money, right? Like I, I feel like that is, we've got good intention. We've got, we have a fairly decent network just because of the work that uh, me and the people around me have been doing. Um, I was thinking about last night and how long I've known everyone on that stage in different contexts, you know. And, um, you know, so resources. Like, I feel um, I would love for the festival to be not just this year, this annual thing, um, but for us to have the resources to do our journal year-round and for us to have year-round programming across the country and not, or actually around the world and not just in Philadelphia. Um, we would love to do Black Star Lagos, Black Star Johannesburg, you know, really thinking about taking things on the road in that way. Um, and also we're working on a filmmaker's retreat. Um, so I hope that that goes well. I hope it's something that we can continue to do because as the festival has become bigger, the little cohort of filmmakers, it, we don't get the same attention as before. So we want to return to that essence. And so we're planning a retreat. Um, I would also like for us to do, we had a pitch this year for the first time. I would like for us to continue to have opportunities to resource filmmakers. Um, I think Black Star sits in a really interesting space. Um, people often, I think, unfortunately say, oh, you're working with emerging filmmakers. And that's not always the case. There are some emerging filmmakers, but there are also filmmakers. Like I think about how Arthur Jaffa came to Black Star so generously 
2013, 2014, 2015, who was obviously not an emerging filmmaker, but being at Blackstar helped catapult him into another phase of his career. And, you know, it also coincided with Julie Dash's career having a revival that wasn't because of Blackstar, but it just was, you know, happening here. So I think there's something about um, us seeing each other and seeing the work and being a space for um, investors, people with private money who want to invest in projects. Um, I think that Sundance and Tribeca are obviously the big places to go to get resources for independent filmmakers, but there's a gap. And I hope that we're able to fill that gap. I would love to have seed funding um, to do, you know, grants in a bigger way to filmmakers for their projects. Um, and also think about the other pieces. We were having a conversation um, with another, um, a friend who works at Netflix about the pipeline and uh, wanting to have people behind the camera, not directors or actors, but how do we make sure that there are spaces for the next wave of black executives or, um, you know, crew or, you know, whatever. There's just not, people aren't having enough experience to get into these positions. And so, um, you know, I, I hope that we can play a part in that. Um, and so in 2021, that for the 10th anniversary, I mean, I, one of my staff wants to have a Black Star Block <laughs> programs because most of the staff are filmmakers. And so I really hope that we have some space for that to happen as well. Um, and then, you know, I don't want us to grow in terms of the festival. You know, this is maybe too big, <laughs> you know. I think it's nice to have a boutique accessible festival, you know, where people can get into things and they can see things and um, meet people at the corner store, you know, and in the lobby. But I do hope that the, the momentum that we have can spread out as opposed to sort of bloating this four days, you know, if we can sort of spread that out throughout the year, that's what I hope happens. That's a beautiful vision. Thank you. Uh, one of the things also that stands out to me is there's something in the, you know, Black Star soil, so to speak, that mm -hmm. the things that are planted here take fruit and blossom for so many. You know, you talk about Arthur Jaffa or Julie Dash and others who have catapulted in different ways at different points. Black Star does do that, and that's so incredible. So you should be proud of that as oh, well. Uh, one of the things I'm also excited to hear, uh, you were mentioning how there's a lot, maybe a Black Star block. Mm -hmm. uh, you yourself are a filmmaker, mm -hmm. and you have a short in this festival, <laughs> uh, a music video you did with India Ari. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about your collaboration with India and share with our listeners about the project that came out earlier this year? And also, can you share about any other projects? Sure. Um, so I have been trying to find space and time to get back to making work. And Blackstar has taken up my kind of side time. Um, this is not my full-time job either. And so I have had different full-time jobs um, and currently I have like kind of full-time consulting work. And then Black Star comes and, you know, I think about Erica Badu, like the nine to five and the six to 10, which is really more like an eight to two. Um, that's, that's where Black Star exists for me, you know, and on the weekends and on my vacations and all of that. And so, um, but I've been intentionally trying to make more space for making work. And uh, a dear friend of both mine and India's and probably yours as well, Anasa Troutman, reached out to me and said, do you know any up and coming, you know, black women directors India wants to work with for her next project? And dutifully, I sent her a list of names. And then I was just sitting on my heart and I said, you know, 
So I've got these ancient clips from like 10 years ago, pre-YouTube, they're super small, but you know, if you wanna take a look at them, I'm trying to get back into directing. And in a day, she wrote back and she said, I was hoping you were gonna say that. She said, wow. I just had this feeling that it would be good for you in India, who we don't know each other, even though we have all these people in common. Um, and so we got on the phone and started coming up with the treatment and um, you know, put the video together very quickly. It was like a 10 day process. <laughs> so I had not worked that <laughs> fast ever. Um, but it was really, really wonderful experience to um, collaborate with India and Lyric Bent. And um, we went down to Nashville to shoot it. And um, uh, I think right before that, I had done a short documentary for Color Lines. So both of these things happened at the end of 2018 and felt like a really wonderful re-entry into making work. So I don't have anything on the horizon. I have lots of ideas um, and people pushing me to make sure it happens. But <laughs> Well, you have a lot on your plate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I'm excited by the fact that you are finding time to, you know, do your own projects in the video. So congratulations Thank on that. You. One one thing that I was, you know, thinking I don't, I don't want to lose the point when we were talking before about resource, uh, you know. Uh, it's, it's one of the things people probably know is I do play the lotto, <laughs> and it's probably like I'm like if I ever hit big. <laughs> Black Star is going to get a lot Aww, of money. Thank you. Um, and maybe color change as well, a lot of <laughs> other places. But, you know, I just was excited that um, to be here because it's such a loving place. Um, one of the last questions, and this may not be easy for you uh, to answer, is we always ask our guests on the hashtag Tell Black Stories podcast, what is one story that has not been told about our community that you would love to see Hollywood put on the big screen? Well, it's hard because I do know what it is, but I don't want anyone to steal my idea. <laughs> well, don't put that one out there. Put another one out there. Um, I have two that I don't want anyone to steal. <laughs> um, I would love to see a Katherine Dunham biopic. Mm. She means so much to me as a cultural figure. I think like right after Malcolm X, like she's the second um, light for me and... Um, I think related to her is Zora, but really, really Catherine, because I was a dancer growing up and, you know, she was an anthropologist and, you know, a cultural worker. She built institution and um, I've just always like she's first and foremost. And so it would be really fascinating, particularly because of her work in Hollywood itself. Like what a story to have this person with a Ph.D., you know, who's also doing this Hollywood work and traveling to Haiti, you know, and like she's diaspora in her whole body. Um, of work, and I, I think that would be a really, really great story. That is a great story. You know, Rashida, my partner, is a dancer, mm -hmm. so I'm sure she would love that story <laughs> as well. Mayori, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And thank you for your loving us and for being a vehicle for collaboration and channeling the energy to build a home for Black creatives to tell our stories. Before we close, can you share for our listeners where they can find more information about Black Star and anything else you would like people to know? Um, well, they can find us on social media platforms at BlackStarFest. Our website is also BlackStarFest.org. Um, all the information to follow us is there. Um, I think if anyone is listening right now, um, we have two more days. <laughs> so people should join us at the festival. And just looking forward to, um, we will be launching a test of the journal this year. So I hope people are able to, you know, cop that when it comes out um, and we'll be figuring out the filmmaker retreat as well.
And I believe you're also going to launch a podcast at some point, or do you? Are you we, we talk about it. Yeah, about I it? would like to. Um, I have very um, not so secret Oprah dreams, um, <laughs> but we will be launching something. Um, I just received a fellowship that I can't talk about yet, um, but that fellowship is seeding a lot of the journal and um, online platforms stuff. You know, for me to explore how to do that, and a podcast would be part of that. Amazing. Yeah. You can find more of the hashtag Tell Black Stories podcast at tellblackstories.org slash podcast or whatever platform you stream your podcast. We also encourage our listeners to visit colorchange.org and join us in the fight to build a more just and humane world for black people and everyone. Thank you.